The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kuwale Ogbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den. Kule Agbayani, solo so far, waiting for our Paul Burke to get here in studio and hope he's driving safe. You know, it's a little wet and rainy and windy outside. So uh, everyone, I hope you guys are driving safe and I hope you guys had a fabulous weekend. And here we are, our first full week of the new year. As we know, we had the last couple of uh, Mondays off for in celebration of the holidays. But here we are, first full week ahead and we are ready to take on the week. So here we go. Let's go. A lot of stuff to get into today. We will definitely get into a lot of Rainbow Wahine basketball and, of course, uh, a little bit of men's basketball as well, as you will hear from head coach Laura Beeman and a couple of players uh, at following their game, their big win on Saturday over CSUN, including one of the stars of the game, <laughs> Hallie Birdsong, Kalani High School graduate Hallie Birdsong, scoring her first collegiate career basket over the weekend. So we'll also hear from her. If you guys didn't see it already on our social media at High Sports Radio or on our YouTube channel where we have the post game. But we'll play it for all of you uh, that haven't got a chance to see or hear any of that stuff. So we'll talk about that coming up in the show. Also, of course, get into big game today. And I'm not going to lie. I somewhat almost forgot for a little bit that <laughs> it was a national because there was so much going on in the NFL, which we'll get to in just a second. But because there was so much and paying attention to the NFL and of course, over here, we cover a lot of sports, including some high school and UH stuff. Um, I for a split second, maybe like Saturday, I completely spaced that today was like the big game in terms of college football. We got Michigan and Washington this afternoon, which we are all looking forward to 2.30 p.m. Hawaii time. Uh, and I know a lot of our UW fans, we are personally cheering for UW, but there we go. We'll see what happens later this afternoon. And again, we will talk about that game coming up in the show. But first, want to get into some NFL news as there are already some shakeups now that we are officially all pal with the NFL uh, regular season and we are moving into the official playoffs. Uh, lots to, I know a lot of people might be a bit sad that their team didn't make it, but uh, my team was already, and Paul's team were already eliminated a long time ago. So it would join the club and things will get um, a little more interesting now that we move into the playoffs. So, uh, but a couple of the big news that came down today, well, maybe not today, uh, after yesterday, after the game yesterday, we already saw that Arthur Smith, head coach of the Falcons, had gotten fired, which was kind of interesting considering how animate he was at the Saints for essentially going for that score and not abiding by sportsmanship and yada, 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 yada. But uh, we always have this kind of friendly debate when it comes to scoring when you shouldn't score because traditionally, right, like sportsmanship, if you're already up by a lot of points, uh, basically don't score. The final score of that Saints-Falcons game, by the way, was 48-17. So, but according to Jameis Winston, the quarterback for the Saints, following that game, they made a collective decision as a team to go for the touchdown. They 
the play call from the coach was victory, which is victory formation. And they essentially just, you know what? We're just going to go for it. And we want to get our guy a touchdown because he didn't get a touchdown all year. They went for it. They made it. And there you go. 48-17. Arthur Smith, very livid, very fired up following that. Like just expletives and everything when the coaches go into the uh, center field to meet after a game. But now the proof is in the pudding. He got fired in ways. But at the professional level, I understand, obviously, at the high school level, for sure. A college level, I think it just depends on the vibe of the game. And for sportsmanship wise, not to go for a score if the score is already high enough. But if you're a professional, especially professional football, like, come on, you should coach better. Your team should play better. And I don't care if you're if, it, if it's NFL football and someone's going to score 100 points and it'll be 100 to zero, then you know what? Too bad. Should have done a better job. You all get paid. And there you go. So Arthur Smith gets fired. Another one that came down maybe like right before we jumped on Ron Rivera, head coach of the Washington Commanders, have has also uh, been let go. That's kind of what everyone was speculating already but again here we are all of these change changes and shakeups in the NFL but now we are moving ahead to the NFL playoffs like I mentioned for Paul and I it was kind of already over but as we look at the matchups coming up this weekend uh somewhat one of the interesting endings to the game the big game yesterday against the Dolphins and the Bills Bills beating the Dolphins 21-14 Mm, there were a lot of things that went wrong with that game. Unfortunately for the Dolphins, a lot of injuries, especially on their defense, happened in that game. And they were already dealing with some injuries. And then offensively, you had Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle that were inactive for that game. So I wouldn't look too far into the like whether or not the Dolphins will be able to compete. I think they will have some struggles on the defensive side just because injuries are injuries, but at least on offense, Tua Tonga-Vailoa will have those additional should have those additional weapons as they move into the playoffs. Uh I know that that last play was a little iffy with Tua Tonga-Vailoa throwing into double coverage to Chase Claypool, who is probably one of the most lazy players that we've seen in the last couple of of seasons. I should know he was at the Bears for a little bit. Um, He's just not a good player and a good teammate. He had like the height of his career when he was over at the Pittsburgh Steelers. But now he's just, but it's not all on him. You know, he should have cut a little harder towards the football. And I think that's what Tua Tango-Vailoa was anticipating him to do. But unfortunately, it did not work out that way. And Tua throws an interception instead of, essentially winning or possibly winning the game and here we are though bills over the dolphins 21 14 now looking ahead to the wild card schedule as we've talked about before or as you guys have probably you guys heard uh, Chaz Ontai say in the sports report that the San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens do have that first round by and home field advantage in the playoffs but just a quick rundown of what we are seeing right now for Saturday, there's a lot of games. There's so much football. It's awesome. As college football comes to an end today, at least we still have what little or few weeks are left of the NFL season heading in uh, to this weekend. So we have one of or the first matchup of the playoffs will be the Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans, 1130 a.m. on NBC. And then there we go. The Miami Dolphins at Kansas City. 
which we've said that this will be probably the most fascinating matchup in terms of what we see from Kansas City. And of course, hopefully Miami gets their offensive weapons uh, back, and that's being Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert. But um, yeah, we'll see what we see that game Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m. And then you move over, over to Sunday, you have Pittsburgh uh, taking on Buffalo at Buffalo. Now they have that home field. That was one reason why that game was very, very important yesterday in terms of who gets that home field. That's the early game on Sunday at 8. And then you have Green Bay blah, taking on our... By our, I mean HSRN, our Dallas Cowboys uh, at 11.30. That game you can hear right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, of course. And, of course, we're going for the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, not sorry to our Kyle Calderra. Uh, And then Sunday evening will be our newest team member, Michael Lescarol, and his favorite team, the Los Angeles Rams, going over and playing the Detroit Lions. Kind of the game that a lot of, Fans, including of the Detroit Lions and whatnot, are looking forward to as you have Matthew Stafford going back to his previous team and playing in a game that means the world to both squads, probably even more so to the Detroit Lions as they're kind of the fans team. You know, the LA Rams, they won their Super Bowl not too long ago, but the Detroit Lions, it's almost like new territory for them as they go into this wild card playoff round. And then rounding out the first weekend will be the Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as we like to call it Tampa Bay, the fake team in the playoffs (laughs) as it goes. So Philadelphia going to Tampa, that game is on Monday at 315. The scriptwriters really did an awesome job for the first round of Wild Card Weekend, the NFL playoffs, whatever it is. Also, good morning, beautiful people. I'm glad I get to join you here in Yay, the first Paul's segment. <laughs> With that said, yeah, you go through it. You obviously have the the Lions and the Rams going against each other and the Matthew Stafford of it all, but that's not the only storyline throughout. Like, if you look throughout the, the NFL playoffs all the way through, I mean, even... The Cleveland Browns and the Texans taking on each other. I know the the nasty man's not playing, but, I mean, the Texans made that big trade. Cleveland's playoff hopes, they thought, for the next three years at least, were going to ride on Deshaun Watson, and instead the Texans complete this total turnaround Mm -hmm. and then make the playoffs. They're going to end up hosting that Cleveland team, the same one they they trade their star quarterback to, well, just two years ago, three years ago, mm-hmm. not and even. Houston does it with the rookie quarterback and right. a rookie coach. It, it just, the storylines are a plenty, and, and obviously they're, you know, the Bills uh, coming up with a big win over the Dolphins. Uh, I know somebody in my apartment who is not too pleased with that. I actually know multiple somebodies. Um, nonetheless, it's going to be a really fun wild card weekend. Dolphins, Chiefs, Tyreek's finally returning to Kansas City. Um, and you want to talk about a game that could put up a ton of points. I know the Chiefs' defense has been their calling card this year, but the the playoffs are a different animal, man. All the way through, it's going to be fun. And then, obviously, the Packers and Cowboys, I'd be remiss not to mention because that's our station's team Woo! right here. Woo! Against Kyle Goldera's team. Boo! And also, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know. I have this weird vendetta against the Packers for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah. So... 
We're anti-Packers in this studio, especially as much as in the I love den. Kyle. <laughs> but when you look at some of the odds, though, the biggest point spread, the only one in double digits, is that Steelers at Bills. No surprise there. However, I don't. I think the Steelers, you know, don't. A lot of people underestimate the Steelers, and a lot of people that we I've probably been saying for the last few years. Sorry, not sorry to all of our Bills fans that listen. That the Bills have been kind of the overrated uh, team lately. So. I wouldn't pass, put it past the Steelers to cover this 10-point spread. Like, if, you know, it, it it looks pretty juicy. I'm not going to lie. For the Steelers to 10 points is a lot ex- for the playoffs. In the playoffs. And the Steel, like I said, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, we sing his praises all the time. He's a Super Bowl coach. He knows how to coach in the playoffs. So 10 points is a lot, especially because the Bills and Josh Allen, depending on uh, whether or not the Steelers look like they're wearing Bills jerseys, how he's going to play. It, it really just depends on iffy. the Josh Allen that shows up. If the Bills get the Superman Josh Allen, then yeah, that 10-point line probably is correct. Because overall, and, mm-hmm. and this is my personal feeling, I don't think the Steelers are all that good. No. They like they the kind of Exactly. They kind of lucked out to make the playoffs. And by lucked out, that's not totally fair. I believe in Mike Tomlin. I think he gets the most out of every team that mm-hmm. he has. And that's part of the reason. So I guess I shouldn't say lucked out, but they're they eked in right on the last day. But at the same time, similar to Nick Saban, similar to Bill Belichick with Mike Tomlin, I just have a hard time betting against them. So the 10 points I definitely wouldn't take. I still probably would end up taking the bills at the end of the day just because one team is more talented than the other and supremely more talented at the quarterback position which come the playoffs that's really what you're going to look at most times yeah and when you look at the uh, second largest spread heading into the weekend it would be no surprise here the Dallas Cowboys over the Packers seven and a half point favorites that definitely not surprising the same same situation with the Cowboys as I see for the Bills where which Cowboys team are you going to get? Are you going to get the Cowboys team that plays lights out defense? Micah Parsons is just being like a freak of an athlete and a an edge. Or are you going to get the Dak Prescott same thing that like doesn't know how to be an NFL quarterback all of a sudden on paper, just like when you compare the Bills and the Steelers on paper, Cowboys are a way better team than the Green Bay Packers right now. But you just don't know what team you're going why to get. You play and, the game. and that is why you play the game. And I know a lot of our fellow Cowboy fans out there, they've <laughs> felt that pain all too long. A little PTSD. So, so close, but yet so far that we're going into. All right. Uh, we do need to step aside. But when we come back, we will uh, wrap up the NFL discussion and then get into the national championship game that's going on this afternoon on Wake Up in the Den. Wake Up in the Den with Kule Ogbiani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kule Ogbiani and Paul Brecht. DJ Pauly B. Coming in hot. Yeah, coming in hot. Yep, windy and rainy outside. I had to come in hot, otherwise I'm freezing. (laughs) So we were talking about the NFL uh, playoff picture. I'm so excited. (laughs) This is the fun part. And no stress. Although I was was texting our guys yesterday uh, in our group chat, and I was like, and I tweeted about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm hopping back on the Caleb Williams train (laughs) because... 
I just this was the game that Justin Fields would have won the like you know franchise quarterback like he's our quarterback of the future we're gonna go with him let's do it you know now you can switch gears to all right we're gonna trade back you know from like for sure trade trade away the number one pick like acquire all kinds of other stuff that you can get for that number one pick and yep now now I'm like I mean granted you could still potentially trade back if they see potential in like Michael Penix Jr. or Drake May. <laughs> Cringe. That's like, again, PTSD. Drake oh. May and UNC Colors and uh, the Chicago Bears do not go well together. So, But either way, you could trade away uh, or maybe a other team would prefer another quarterback besides Caleb Williams. That's possible too. But now you need a quarterback if you're the Chicago Bears. And then you get you buy yourself some time in terms on money on the books because now you won't have to, you know, give Justin Fields like that option and blah, 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 blah. So you'll quote unquote save money or have more money to utilize because you get a rookie and then you reset the books essentially. And that's what the Chicago Bears got to do. But Justin Fields, thank you for your service to the Chicago Bears. But I think it's time that we move on, especially when you see, we talked about the Houston Texans, when you see the success that, cj stroud has had so far and you're like all right he's a rookie why hasn't our guy kind of with and he's a rookie that doesn't exactly have a dj Moore that he can throw to and really good not could be better but really quality you know weapons that he has for the yeah. chicago bears compared to what the houston texans have and Originally, originally, the thing with Justin Fields was that he didn't have the weapons to actually evaluate him, which is totally fair. It's funny, the amount of parallels I always see between the Jets and the Bears, because the Jets went through this before when they picked Zach Wilson, and I know people hear that and be like, oh my god, then why wouldn't you keep Justin Fields? Because it's the right call. You, you hit the nail on the head, it resets the rookie scale wage contract that you have your quarterback on so instead of getting up into the 20 million dollar range that that fifth year option typically can get to for especially for quarterbacks who are drafted in the top 10 you kind of restart you get the most important position on your team because I mean think about it think about what we just saw Daniel Jones get paid 40 million dollars and so on and so forth and that hasn't worked out for the Giants well and that's something that you're going to see all over the place is if you don't have that quarterback on a rookie scale uh, deal, then you're going to have to pay them, and that means resources can't go to other portions of your team. Whereas if you look at the Bears now, you do have a number one receiver in DJ Moore. You have Darnell Mooney. You have these pieces that you started up on, and now you have two top ten picks where, man, um, I've seen this story before. Um, actually, that was the best That was the best draft in the Jets recent last decade two decades and it it set them up where if you end up picking the right guy and you're able to develop them because that's part of it as well right where the Jets thought they got the right guy in Zach Wilson but they never developed him with Caleb Williams if you are able to develop him the guy has all world talent and as a Bears fan I would be so unbelievably excited for that also understanding the disappointment that it didn't end up working with Justin. And at the end of the day, I would look, I'd bring up the Jets for a reason. I look back at that Sam Darnold trade when they ended up picking Zach Wilson. 
Jets got a second, a fourth, and a sixth round pick in that Sam Darnold trade. Because Sam showed enough that he was like, okay, there might be an NFL quarterback mm-hmm. in there. We just don't know and we don't have the time. You hope to flip Justin now to a team that has the time to perhaps figure <laughs> like it out. Oh, well, I was going to say. <laughs> Paul texts in, in our chat that it would be the Jets. And and essentially, it's all, it's all about the risk-reward, right? Like, you're risking more if you keep Justin Fields and you have to pay him if and he might not call. yeah and he might not work out whereas you get a rookie quarterback you're you reset the salary you get him for cheap and he could potentially be awful you know like we've seen and we've seen multiple times college players not be able to transition to the NFL uh I know that kind of hurts our Raider fans definitely but <laughs> but mm-hmm. they always go back to Jamarcus Russell completely being a a, a miss in terms of oh, yeah. drafting people but you draft the rookie, you're not paying him, and he could also be bad, but at least, again, you're not paying that money. You're not getting he could a also Daniel. Be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you could you get him for cheap for the first few years, unless you he's that great, then you just give him money as quick as you can. And they'll, if you're Caleb Williams, obviously there's been rumors of all the stuff he wants. I don't think some of the, the I don't that, think the yeah. rumors are true, but I do think there'll be some push if he does prove himself early. Like, all right, like, let's start working on this deal already instead yeah. of and that's fair if considering but that's how something much... that you deserve mm-hmm. if you come in and compete at a high level right away mm-hmm. it's funny it's almost this whole situation if you go to uh athletics games they have the what's in the box segment right it's almost the the what's in the box except <laughs> it the the positive connotation this time where it's like well, what's in the box? Do you want the boat or do you want what could be inside the boat? It could or, or inside the box. It could be a boat. Except this time it's like, you know, do you want Justin Fields or do you want what's inside the box? It could be Patrick Mahomes clone or it could be Zach Wilson 2.0. And that's the thing with the draft, which is so, so scary, is that at We're the end of the, the day, box. <laughs> at the end of the day, you hope for the best. By but the you way, know it's not guaranteed. By the way, for the draft order for all of our, our friends, and we say this, by the way, like I know some people are like, oh my gosh, we're only talking about the Bears and the Jets. Take it like we're talking about your team because there's always a situation where your football team will be in this similar type of scenario. So uh, when it comes to the NFL, like don't get turned off by Paul and I always saying Bears, Jets, Bears, Jets. When it comes to stuff like this in the NFL draft, this can happen anytime for any team <laughs> so it's more of an educational piece on what to do when this scenario could potentially come up for your favorite nfl team yeah we're trying to prepare you for the dog days like we've been living <laughs> through for the last decade um Kansas no city chiefs fans forget <laughs> on what that feels like they're they're miserable that they don't have home field advantage throughout the playoffs oh my gosh <laughs> If you do want to get in on a conversation, though, about the NFL and you don't want to hear about the Bears and the Jets all the time and you want to hear about a specific team, your specific team, feel free to text us. Yes. We do have our text line, 808-888-KGU1. That's 808-888-KGU. By 481. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the draft order. Uh, Bears are picking number one via the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Commanders are at two, Patriots are three, Cardinals are four, Chargers five, Giants six, Titans seven, Falcons eight, the Bears again at number nine, 
and Paul's Jets at 10. Ooh, that would be funny if we just like swipe someone that the Jets want and I'll be you like, You mean when? Yeah, when that happens. And the Vikings at 11. And of course, got to see how the rest of this playoff uh, works out to know the rest of the draft order. But that is the top 11 so far for the NFL drafts. And the Bears are officially on the clock. Well, you know, the NFL playoffs have to go on. But if you take a look at the odds, uh, still no significant movements in terms of the futures. The 49ers are still the favorite to win the Super Bowl at plus 225, followed by the Ravens at plus 325. So the two teams with the first round bye, no surprise, are the have the shortest odds to win. The Bills sitting there, though, right behind at plus 650 and the Cowboys at plus 750. Chiefs, it's so weird to see the Chiefs this far down, 9-1. to one. Eagles thirteen to one, Dolphins sixteen to one, Lions twenty to one. I kind of want to pick the hmm, Lions to win the Lions NFC at nine to one. Hmm. I did. I did. Yeah, I, I did have my sprinkle on the Niners to win the NFC. Luckily, I got it at plus money when I was in Vegas. Right now, they're minus one twenty to win the NFC. No surprise because they look awesome barring any injuries I honestly don't see how anyone of these teams in the NFC beats the 49ers as much as yeah the Lions would be a cool story that Niners team is just top to bottom they're one well coached battle tested and one's not quite they're there just yet well coached they have all the pieces you know like it's just I just hope we don't see a situation where Brock Purdy and luckily they added that quarterback rule where you can have that third quarterback on the roster but none and the, the backups are nothing like having your starter in there, and I would hate for anything to happen to Brock Purdy. See, we saw Jalen Hurts cool. mess up his finger yesterday. Marcus Mariota goes in, first pass of the game, throws an interception. I'm like, it's already wonky. Week 18, going into the playoffs, and it's already a wonky, wonky week. <laughs> See, you sit here, beautiful people. You might think that I'm crazy, but I'm crazy because I never let anything go without being in a full circle. You know who the backup quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers is? <laughs> Sam Darnold, <laughs> baby. So when he leads them to the <laughs> NFC title. No, kidding. <laughs> just just messing around. But yeah, when, no. When he becomes Nick Foles 2.0 and then he, he oh, ends then up being the savior and gets a massive contract again and then crashes and burns on his new team. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna see some awful, awful reactions from Jeff's Twitter if that <laughs> ended up happening. No, the 49ers. I'm glad you got him at plus money because they, they look like the most consistent team going into the playoffs. I know they also had a loss, but I mean, the Eagles, they have crashed and burned the second half of this season. The Cowboys, if they aren't at Jaylen home, hurts, they're like, terrible. His finger yeah, was I, like, I can't. your look finger at your, should not be that way. <laughs> look at your hand if you're going to try and do that, too. Um, all around, like it, it's tough to see that at this moment a team taking down the 49ers. Though, like you said... If there is one, those spunky lions, they're going to bite your kneecaps off. What can you say? <laughs> Dan Campbell's going to go for it three times when he shouldn't. Anyways, uh, step aside that uh, just concludes our NFL discussion, obviously only for today because it's just ramping up and getting started here. But when we come back, want to switch it up to the college football championship happening today on Wake Up in the Dead. Wake Up in the Den with Kuule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.
Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Ugbayani alongside Paul Brecht. Happy Aloha Monday. Woo! Here we go. So much football. So much stuff just going on. I love it. Uh, before we do get into our entire college football discussion uh this just being tweeted out by steven sai that uh, hawaii football is set to open spring training on january 29th and practices will be on mondays tuesdays thursdays and fridays i'm assuming majority of it will be if not all of it because this is spring so usually with the spring timmy chang does uh have it completely open for fans but we will definitely keep you guys updated so that's something to put on your calendar that january 29th our most important football team that we care about here in hawaii the rainbow warriors will open spring practice on january 29th i can't believe it's already here my goodness other news that came out over the weekend is that we got a couple of commits, some transfers coming in. We have Cam Barfield, 5'6", 185-pound running back from Boston College, uh, coming over to be a bow along with a former USC guy that, you know, um, Paul was kind of joking about, like, USC... Fab- I'm assuming it's Fabian. I would assume um, it's yeah, Fabian. Fabian Ross, a corner from USC, but also a former Bishop Gorman kid. So, you know, Coach CB had his hand in recruiting him. So it will be fun to see, of course, the our new quarterback, Michael Alejado, retweeting when Fabian uh, announced his commitment that we back. <laughs> so a lot of Bishop Gorman kids coming over to play for the University of Hawaii, continuing that Ninth Island to the island uh, p- pipeline for UH. So January 29th, my goodness, I can't believe it's almost here. It's like restarting all over again and still getting some more commitments. And yet we still have to see potentially more players uh, signing there on the dotted line to become a bow when the actual national letter of intent day happens in just about a month. So that's something else that we can look forward to as well. What we were reporting on, you know, last month was the early signing period for football and the official signing period happens in a month that all of our fans can look forward to. But that's a pretty good treat coming over uh, into, you know, the Twitterverse or the social media verse over the weekend that we are still landing more and more commits. And and that's huge. We always mention for Hawaii football because I don't think it can be said enough on how awesome it is that of what Timmy and his staff is doing to continue to bring in quality players with what little resources they have in, in terms of working against and comparing. Even when you compare what we have against the other Mountain West schools, Hawaii is so far behind, but it's something that we can still be proud of that our head coach and his team there is like still continuing to to do great things and January 29th will be fun. Michael Alejado enrolled early, so he's going to be officially entering that quarterback battle because it is open. I know a lot of times we we talk about Braden Shager. It's perfect that he came back. He makes the team better. He has that experience. But the starting job is not for sure Braden Shager. Let's be honest. He's not Colt Brennan. He's not Cole McDonald. You know, where you're like, there is no way someone's going to compete and take their job away. There's a chance. There is a chance that a player like a Michael Alejado could potentially take the job away. Or maybe we'll get a surprise other quarterback that comes in. Or 
Sangha Polutele as well. Don't want to take it anything away from him. So the job is very much open. And I think should Hawaii football practices be open to the public, that'll be the main thing that I think a lot of fans would want to go see and how these quarterbacks start to compete against each other. Because, you know, especially considering what happened. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm really excited. Um, this will be my second full spring training yeah. camp. So, you know, the old vet on uh, on the block now. But it should be exciting. Like you said, a lot of talent in that quarterback room. I know that there are a lot of mixed feelings about Braden. But at the end of the day, it is a very good thing that he's back because, as we've said a few times on this show, it allows Micah the chance to develop, and it also forces Micah to actually win the job should he be good enough for it. You know, he comes in and he's not handed it as a true freshman, but he comes out and he proves that that job belongs to him. There's no reason now at this point especially that he wouldn't get it. At the same time, you have a guy who was top 10 in the nation in passing yards last year, a guy who led the conference in passing touchdowns last year. This is a good thing. Competition breeds success. Mm -hmm. It's important for the Bows going forward that they don't have a guy who just feels that they can sit. Because I'll, I'll say this, and I mean this with all due respect to the quarterback room last year. I know people asked at times, why don't we give a chance to somebody else? There wasn't somebody else. That's why. And I, you can take that however you may. And then when we saw them put somebody else in, it did not like I go said, any better. There wasn't anybody else. <laughs> this year, there is somebody else who is expected to come in and compete. We'll see how that goes starting on January 29th, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, and again, I'm not taking anything away from John Chiave Sangopolu. Polutele, he didn't get any game action, obviously, but he had an entire year to no, train. About somebody who just right benefited yeah, and to from learn getting the a offense. year in the system so to get bigger, stronger, faster, I'm pretty, already talented yeah, guy. And I'm pretty sure he's over there, so I don't want to forget his name as well, that he's like, hey, you guys, because obviously the talk on social media is Braden and Micah, and of course on this show as well, but I don't want to forget about you know, Jaren, John Keave, excuse me, not Jaren, that's the other one, John Keave Sangapolutele, because he's very much going to compete as well. And he's a local boy and wants to get in the action. So it'll be a fun spring to look forward to in terms of the quarterback locker room and seeing. I always like to see also like all the guys that they're bringing. I don't know if they'll be in here this spring, though. Might have to wait till the fall. But um, just this size of some of the guys in the trenches that we're bringing in and see how that shapes up as well so a lot of things to look forward to but we'll keep you guys updated in terms of what times practices are and if they're open to the public so and of course any other commits that come through uh, the pipeline but going over today is the final day of college football of this year oh my goodness Washington Michigan a lot of money dang a lot of money moved on to Michigan I think it was like four and a half when we looked at the beginning of last week and now Michigan favored by five and a half oh yep <laughs> line total 55 and a half that'll be fun over all the way just so that it's a fun game uh, Washington a plus 185 on the money line and Michigan at minus 225 hmm I'm like that's a, I feel like this will be a field goal game either way so it's one of those I want to go with Washington plus that five and a half because if it's just a field goal game that's a easy no sweat cover but my 
man, this is where I'm just like, I'm just going to go with Washington all the way <laughs> because the football gods would have it that the Pac-12 as we knew it for many, many years, the year that it was ceases to, I don't want to say ceases to exist because they're not going to dismantle the actual conference because of all the money and you guys know that. But the original that we know it, this is the final year and the football gods would have it that way that Washington will win it and all that it'd glory be, and then everyone good. will be like see the Pac-12 should have stayed together blah 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 well if you had a better commissioner it would have stayed together but nonetheless dub all the way especially because I have a lot of my closest friends there's quite a few of them that are UW grads and diehard fans so I'm rolling with all I'm rolling with the, the, rolling the, with the I'm dogs. rolling with the squad I'm rolling with the dogs yeah both like betting wise and literally <laughs> in a way because that's their <laughs> the dog the huskies and oh. Michigan, I don't know. Whatever. It would just be, eh, you know, whenever. And whenever. Then, Jim Harbaugh is going Harbaugh. to the NFL Yeah, that's why. Year. It's like Jim Harbaugh is not going to stay. He's already checked out. He's not going to stay. So, he, you know, Michigan loses and it's like the best way for Jim Harbaugh to be like, all right, well, I'm going to head out now and go back to the NFL. and Have fun with all are. the sanctions, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. He's going to do the Pete Carroll. <laughs> he's going to bounce <laughs> when everything comes out. Enjoy, enjoy, the, enjoy this, guys. 55 and <laughs> what did you say the over was? 55 uh, and a total half? Total 55 and a half, yeah. That's fun. That That's going to so be a lot of fun. Over, please, over. So uh, the only reason I have hesitance is because I know that Michigan defense is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But my counter to myself would be that the Huskies offense has three guys who are NFL caliber, like in the top three rounds of this year's draft uh, in, in two receivers and a quarterback, not to mention another receiver who is also very very good maybe not top three round receiver good this year but it doesn't mean next year so on and so forth whatever it's going to be a lot of fun because it's a dynamic offense going against a Michigan defense that's really really talented and then not to mention this Washington defense they've started to really put it on especially as the year goes on and Michigan they're kind of that hard-nosed mm -hmm. old-school football team where they're going to run it down your throat as much as they possibly can with Blake Corum and, and the crew. Can Washington stop that with the big boys up front? Can you make J.J. McCarthy step up and have to beat you with his arm? Because McCarthy is good, but ask any NFL scout this year, and all of them are still waiting for a game that they can point to and say, J.J. McCarthy won this game for Michigan with his arm mm -hmm. against a good opponent. That hasn't happened yet. Is that going to change in the national championship? Yeah, J.J. McCarthy is one of those that I'm like, I'm not like impressed. He doesn't wow me. You right. know, like Michael Panix Jr., like he has wowed a lot. Not only his story He incredible, made a throw in the semifinals that I was like, I, I actually he's had good. my jaw drop. Mm -hmm. So, and plus he can move. So he's different where we talk about him too. I'm like kind of... <laughs> Paul alluded that he's like he's kind of like your your pick for the NFL draft kind of like your sleeper I mean now of That's course he's guy. gone off the board he's gone up in the boards but he's someone that he looks like he can be dynamic he has that wow factor at least on the college level so you're right though yeah with McCarthy I'm like eh, he's kind of like eh. he's just like a quarterback that's on a really really solid team just like we saw from the old man quarterback that was on Georgia last year. Oh, Stetson Bennett. Yeah, where I'm like, eh, 
he's just on a really good team and you and know what and there's a reason his NFL career <laughs> exactly so I'm like that's kind of I mean I think JJ McCarthy's better than uh Stetson Bennett but he doesn't have not, the wow factor yeah, or that, or at least to this point has not shown that wow factor because I don't want to mm-hmm. say he doesn't have it he is a yeah. former five-star quarterback yeah. and blah, blah 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 like he's he's very talented as was Stetson Bennett I don't want any of this to come off as disrespect but there are tears to it. There's levels yeah. to it. You and I know, Drake yeah. might have said. <laughs> and my old man, I mean, because he was like a 25-year-old. He, <laughs> he, he was, was older than age. like half of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So that's why it's kind of a joke. By the way, another reason why we are cheering for the Huskies, uh, looking at the Hawaii ties that both teams had. Obviously, Roman Wilson is a name that we've heard a lot at Michigan. He is one of their receivers, scored a, a couple of touchdowns, including the touchdown that... Uh, had Michigan go to overtime against Alabama. So he's a name to look out for on Washington, though. They got a few players and they have Pearl City, Zion Tupolo Fetui, St. Louis alumnus Fatui Tuitele, and Kapole alum Julius Bulo. So, hey, we're going. Sorry, Roman, but we got to go with the team that has a little bit more Three over one Hawaii ties. So. Numbers don't lie. You dub. Here we go. Let's go, Huskies. All right. That game, as we mentioned, gets underway today at 2.30 p.m. And you can watch it on ESPN CFP National Championship, baby. You dub. Straight up. And the over. Let's they, go. They got to come up with a better name for the national championship, by the way. Like, I, we have so many bowls at this point. You can't come this up with just one more. Presented by AT&T. <laughs> Pop-Tart Bowl 2.0. <laughs> oh. It should either, the national championship should either be the pop tort bowl or as a lot of like the media, national media people have been saying, they should make the national championship in the Rose Bowl every single year. That I agree with yeah, wholeheartedly. So. Shift the Rose Bowl up one and then what is it? The sugar bowl and then like the, or- make it yeah. the like orange bowl or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, there, there are people smarter than me to figure that part out, but there was a way to do it. I know that. Yes. All right. Going to come back and we will wrap things up on Wake Up in the Den. Back to more Wake Up in the Den with Kukule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani and Paul Brecht on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM, AM 760, and com. Also, don't forget, we're on YouTube. Today's show isn't on YouTube, though, but tomorrow we'll have, it'll be YouTube Tuesday. Um, yeah. Thanks, Weather, for making us a little late this morning. So it'll be YouTube Tuesday. <laughs> new year, new day. I don't know. We're just, it's going to be like all over the place. But nonetheless, thank you guys that have already, lots of you that have subscribed in like the recent weeks and liked all of our stuff. Um, as I always say, though, if you have pressed the thumbs down button on any of our videos, you can take that thumb and <laughs> put it somewhere else <laughs> exactly <laughs> for all of the other people though thank you very very much uh, feel free to text us at 808-888-KGU1 that's 808-888-5481 I know to open the show I did say we would get into some Rainbow Wahine basketball 
uh, talk, but we are up against the clock and there is a lot, as you know, that Paul and I can say about this uh, team and I don't want it to be rushed. So we are going to push our Rainbow Wahine basketball talk to tomorrow. Uh, but nonetheless, obviously, they did take care of business this weekend. So at the very least, we can give you that. Hawaii beating CSUN 67-38. So I know there. it seems like there's not much that we can say when it's a blowout. But fortunately, we're talking about a blowout in our favor. But there's a lot. And we'll hear from Hallie Birdsong, who, by the way, we are efforting to schedule, try to get her to be scheduled this week. But the team does go on the road. So next week, Hallie will be our featured guest for Manawahine Wednesday. So she was the unspoken. It's funny because I want to call her like the hero of the game. But Hawaii was like leading by so much. But nonetheless, she was the star of the game. And I'm so looking forward to talking to her and sharing her story next week, Wednesday, because her dad, for everyone that doesn't know, what his Norris bird song, a former University of Hawaii running back, and he was the first running back to score a touchdown at Aloha Stadium. It's pretty cool little that fun is fact, pretty, huh? That is pretty cool. Not not the first player to score a touchdown, but the first running back specifically to score a touchdown. Nonetheless, that's pretty bleeping cool. It's really cool. And, and she talked a little bit post-game about what playing for UH in general meant to her in all it was such a sweet post game if you haven't gotten an opportunity to check it out it is on our youtube if you don't want to wait for tomorrow and and whatnot and you want to listen to it now the the answers are up on our youtube channel hawaii sports radio network and oh man it just it's Mm -hmm. so cute it's so sweet and i say that and people might be like what but it's really like to see what hallie means to this team is really, really cool because mm-hmm. if you go back, you look at the bench reaction. I mean, the crowd went nuts, obviously, but the bench really, really lost their minds. Even the coaches have these ginormous smiles, and it's because, I mean, this young woman comes in and for the last three years especially has put in as much work as anybody, mm-hmm. and for it to pay off in front of a crowd, have it on a TV or televised game... You get your bucket to go. She even talked about it. She airballed her shot last game, and it really set her kind of back. It mm-hmm. put her down, and her teammates, her coaching staff, picked her up. And in a turn, she knocked down a shot and picked them right back up <laughs> to send them flying high into a big-time, and I mean big-time week upcoming on the road for the Rainbow Wahine as they try and continue to pace the Big West to start off conference play. This would be awesome. By the way, check out Paul's recap as well at hawaiisportsradio.com and a bunch of photos that we have. Uh, some of the other scores that happened over the weekend, unfortunately, on the flip side, the men's team on the road, it is difficult to win on the road, so don't want to you know put that past anything. You want to split on the road. Yeah, Hawaii falling two seasons, 76-66, but the game itself was a lot closer majority of the time um, than the score indicates. So we'll definitely get you guys caught up to speed with what happened in that game as well on tomorrow's show. Another one, going back to Friday night, kind of the the surprise for a lot of our men's volleyball fans, Hawaii falling in five sets to Loyola Chicago after sweeping them uh, on a couple nights prior to that. Fall to Loyola Chicago, 18-25, 25-22, 18-25, 25-23, and 15-13, but... 
just a lot of errors. I mean, Hawaii actually had the better attack. You know, they hit 469 compared to Loyola Chicago's 310. It was just errors. Basically, it was like how we talk about in in basketball terms. It would be like having all those turnovers and the other team taking full advantage of scoring off of your turnovers. That was Hawaii. They just 25 service errors. You cannot do that in volleyball compared to only 14 from Loyola Chicago. So Hawaii almost having double the amount of errors that Loyola Chicago had. You know, the new setter uh, in Tread Rosenthal, he was perfect from the service line. The previous uh, night that they played Loyola Chicago, eight service errors in this one. Had a little bit of a shoulder tightness. That's another video that you guys can watch on our YouTube channel, their post game with uh, Charlie Wade and uh, Guillerme Voss. So, you know, but one of those things, we talked about it. There's going to be growing pains with this team. It's a new team. But if you guys were there and you watched the game, it's, again, their offense was still spectacular as we expected. Just got to clean it, clean it up a little bit. And when when you can look at the team and be like, all right, we lost because it was our own fault, I feel like that's something that you don't have to worry about because that can be easily fixed. Yeah, I mean, and most, I mean, credit to volleyball fans, Hawaii volley, volleyball fans for not overreacting to it. I've seen a lot of comments on social media about, Oh, it's a new team, young team. They're going to figure it out. They'll be, we'll be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. That's the correct reaction, especially with a team where, like you said, Tread Rosenthal, 17 years old, by the way, going to continue to push that because this is a kid who legally cannot vote yet. Um, he, he was still <laughs> phenomenal. Technically, his, actually, I think I heard he did turn 18 the other day, but prior to that, still. Parent, parents still had to sign stuff. Exactly. And I should know. When I went to college, I was still 17. Me too. And in order to participate in my lab, my mom had to like sign. I'm in college, but she had to give her consent for me to participate yep. in lab. Me too. That was my freshman <laughs> year of college as well. Uh, the first semester anyway. Yeah. So nonetheless, uh, very young, very, very young. And also without his top backup right now, Kevin Calling going down with the ankle injury mm-hmm. before the first match of the season. Uh, obviously, they're hoping to get him back before they hit the road, but... Tread had to basically play the whole night. So when he does struggle at the service line, there's no uh, cord to pull just in case. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They'll be fine. It's a long season. Get some growing pains out nonetheless. Eh, one and one. Two more sets or two more matches this week. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Hope to see you guys out there. And Rainbow Wahine go on the road. Men's basketball comes back and plays, but we'll get you caught up with that tomorrow. But we got to go for Paul Brecht. I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye.